Welcome to Philosopher Insights, the podcast that delivers wisdom in minutes a day that you can put into practice daily and strive to master over a lifetime. The podcast committed to sharing ideas that encourage you to bridge the gap between who you are today and the person you aspire to be in the future. Hi, my name is Herb Lamba and welcome to my podcast where I will share practical insights from the world's best authors. Knowledge isn't power, applied knowledge is. The quest to become the best version of you starts right now. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Philosopher Insights podcast. This is my tribute to all the fathers out there, and I want to wish everybody a very special Happy Father's Day. And this is part two of an episode that I started in episode 109 of the podcast, The Daily Dad from Ryan Holiday. And I wanted to read a few more excerpts from The Daily Dad. I just think this book is absolutely brilliant. And I just want to give you a little bit more feel for what Ryan Holiday has written in this book. So I hope you enjoy. Let's start with insight number one. Everything but this is temporary. Charles de Gaulle helped save France. Then he ran it. Yet even at the height of his power, he tried to always remind himself. The presidency is temporary. Family is permanent. Accordingly, he put up boundaries between his personal and professional lives. He carved out private time. He refused to neglect the children who depended on him so much particularly his mentally disabled daughter, Anne. We can't ever let ourselves forget. We may be very important to the world, but to a small group of people to whom we are related, we are the whole world. Nothing matters more than family, and nothing is more permanent, until it isn't. You can lose family. You can break your family. You can drive your family away. And then it is their loss that becomes permanent. By all means, pursue your success. Realize your ambition. Just make sure it's not coming at the expense of what actually matters. End quote. Insight number two. They're going to ask you only so many times. Quote, they're going to ask you only so many times to get in the pool with them, to sit next to them, to help them with their homework, to talk about the problem they're having. Not because you only get a certain number of summers and car rides and moments with your kids. Though that is true. They're going to ask you only so many times because at some point they're going to get the message. Dad is too busy. He isn't any fun anymore. Mom judges. She isn't actually a good person to ask. That message. So you can't defer the opportunity to answer till later. You can't afford to lose your temper because this is the nth time they've asked. You can't give anything less than your best, your most present, your most fun self. Because this ask, in this moment, is it. It's your chance. You can't waste it. You can't send them the wrong message. You have to seize it. You have to show them who you are. End quote. Insight number three. What if someone else treated your kids this way? Quote, if you hired a babysitter or a nanny and caught them staring at their phone instead of watching your kids, you'd be livid. If you walked into a room and discovered a teacher or a grandparent or anyone yelling at your kids, you'd be difficult to stop. If you heard someone make a snide remark or tease them or bully them, you'd put an immediate end to it. And yet, you do some of these things all the time. You feel your frustration rising as they refuse to listen, and bam, you grab their arm and yell, Stop it now! Right into their little faces. You're ignoring the soccer game. You tune out their incessant attempts to get your attention. Worse, your attention is elsewhere while they're playing in the pool. And for what? For an email? For a text? To scroll Twitter? You think you're funny and you'd like to joke around, but if you saw someone else doing it, 
You know what you'd call it. You'd call it bullying. We'd never let anyone else get away with what we rationalize or excuse of our own behavior. That's not to say you're abusive or a bad parent. Not at all. It's just a reminder. Your job isn't just to protect your kids from other people. It's to protect them from your own bad habits, your own temper, your own flaws, too. It's to demand of yourself what you'd expect from anyone to whom you'd entrust your children's safety. That is to say, you have to demand the best of yourself. No excuses, no double standards. Watch yourself as you'd watch a nanny camp. Trust but verify, just as you would a new school or daycare, ask yourself, would I let anyone else get away with what I'm doing right now? End quote. Insight number four. What matters more than results? Quote, the actress Tracy Ellis Ross has a famous successful mother in the multiple Grammy Award winner and Motown legend Diana Ross. You might think that someone that successful would care a lot about success. The driven parent drives their children to get good grades, to win games, to be the strongest, prettiest, or most popular, to follow in their footsteps. Their high standards extend right down through the college their kids go to or the profession they pursue. But Tracy got lucky. Her mom did it right. Most parents would ask their kids, how are your grades? Did you win? Are you number one in your class? But after school, Diana Ross would ask, did you do your best? How do you feel about it, Tracy? Tracy, who amid some fits and starts, went on to become a very accomplished actress, would explain that her mother's emphasis taught her an essential perspective shift. How to navigate a life through how it feels to you, as opposed to how it looks to everyone else. What matters more than your kids' grades in school is the priorities they pick up and the values they absorb. So that's the question. Are you teaching them that test scores matter or that learning counts? Are you teaching them that success is winning arbitrary competitions or that it's becoming the best version of themselves? Results don't matter. Not the obvious ones, anyway. What counts is the person your kids are shaping themselves into and the things you do along the way to help them. End quote. Insight number five. You have to let them struggle. Quote, no parent wants to see their kids suffer. It's almost more painful for you than it is for them to trip over their words, to scratch their heads over their homework, or to bumble their way through the early years of their career. But if they never struggle, they can't grow. They can't learn. They can't get better. Thomas Edison, a genius and a business success, if there ever was one, had trouble with exactly this issue. He was so brilliant, so headstrong, so clear about what he wanted, that he could not quite give his sons room to develop and learn. He couldn't figure out the line between boss and father. His wife wrote him a great letter once that stands as advice to all parents. She said, You've made a success of your life, built up tremendous industries successfully so you have nothing more to prove to the world that you are capable. All know it. Can't you be happy in just letting the boys struggle along with you to guide them? Forget a little bit that you are Charlie's manager and be a father, a big father. Of course it's wonderful that you care, that you die for them if necessary, but you have to forget a little bit, as Edison had to, just how much you feel for them, so that they can learn. And in this way, you'll save them so much more suffering in the future. End quote. Insight number six. You have to see it this way. 
Quote, if you haven't heard the famous Jocko Willink good speech, you should listen to it as soon as you have a chance, because his Navy SEAL mentality doesn't just apply to warfare. It doesn't just apply to entrepreneurship or leadership. It is also a prescription for parenting. In fact, we might easily adapt it as a personal mantra to some of the daily troubles we face as parents day in and day out. Oh, my kid woke up sick this morning. Good. We'll spend the day at home together. The takeout order got cancelled last minute. Good. We'll have breakfast for dinner. You caught your kid lying. Good. Now you have an opportunity to talk about honestly. Pulled over for speeding? Good. Show your kids how you handle owning a mistake. Business in trouble? Good. Talk to them about grace under pressure. Flight delayed? Good. Have fun at the airport as a family. Traffic? Good. You get more time with them. They are struggling in math class? Good. Time for you to brush up on your algebra. Your kids are counting on you. You don't get to despair. There's no time to complain. No one is going to come take this problem off your hands. It's on you. It's what you were given by fate or chance, and now you've got to work with it. You've got to make something of it. You have to make it good for them. End quote. Insight number seven. You'll want them to come to you with problems. Quote, do you want to be the kind of parent whom your kids turn to when they have a problem? You want them to come to you with their fears, with their secrets, with their dilemmas, don't you? Well, then you better make yourself the kind of parent who has earned that honor, who has earned that respect, because it's a privilege and not a right. Need proof? Think about your own parents and how many things you kept from them. Even more, why you kept those things from them. Sure, some things we hide because we know it's stuff we're not supposed to be doing. But a lot of it is stuff we could have used their advice on. That we ache to connect over, yet we knew we couldn't. They would rush to judgment. They wouldn't let us explain. It would trigger their anxiety or their temper or their moralizing reminders. And we already had enough problems. You want them to come to you. You want to help them. Then show them you're worthy of their trust. Teach them that reaching out is worth doing. Teach them that they'll get a fair hearing. Prove to them that you make things better, not worse. End quote. Insight number seven. Cherish the garbage time. Quote, we save and plan for elaborate vacations. We anticipate for months and months. And when it inevitably isn't as special or elaborate or photo-worthy as we'd hoped, we feel awful. Like we're not enough. Like we haven't done enough. Yet the comedian Jerry Seinfeld, who has three kids, questions the quality time that so many of us chase. I'm a believer in the ordinary and the mundane. These guys that talk about quality time. I always find that a little sad when they say, we have quality time. I don't want quality time. I want the garbage time. That's what I like. You just see them in their rooms reading a comic book and you get to kind of watch that for a minute. Or having a bowl of Cheerios at 11 o'clock at night when they're not even supposed to be up. The garbage. That's what I love. Special days? Nah. Every day, every minute can be special. All time with your kids, all time with anyone you love is created equal. Eating cereal together can be wonderful. Blowing off school for a fun day together can be wonderful. But so can the 20-minute drive in traffic to school. So can taking out the garbage or waiting in the McDonald's drive through Cherish the garbage time. It's the best kind of time there is. End quote. Final insight. This could be your last words. Quote, on January 8, 2022, 
About to go on stage to perform stand-up, Bob Saget, legendary comedian, longtime host of America's Funniest Home Videos, and Danny Tanner on Full House, got a text from his daughter. We don't know what she said, but it wasn't urgent. He could have easily said to himself, I'll respond later, I'll call her in the morning. We've all done it. We're running late, we're processing emails when they call from the other room, we're about to go into a meeting when they text us, we're tired and we rush through our good nights. We tell ourselves that we'll respond in a little bit. We tell ourselves that we'll have another chance, that there will be another phone call, other tasks, more good nights, but that's not always true. Saget took a second to send what neither of them could have known would be his last text. Thank you, he wrote. Love you. Showtime. Hours later, he'd be found dead, tragically in his Orlando hotel room at age 65. No one knows what their last words will be. No one knows how much time they have. So let's use the time we have. Before we lose the time, we're never guaranteed. Let's make sure we tell our kids how we feel about them while we can. End quote. Those are the insights I wanted to share from the Daily Dad. I can go on and on as every one of these meditations is just simply brilliant. I actually try to do what Matthew McConaughey says at the top of the book. Make this book a morning ritual. And that's what I've been doing. And I enjoy, I look forward to reading these little meditations every single day. Until next time, stay curious and keep embracing the wonders of knowledge. Happy Father's Day. You've been listening to Philosopher Insights with your host, Herb Lamb. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.